Restaurant owners are told all the time that you need to work more on your business and less in your business. But how do you do that when you're so busy running the restaurant? Want to know a secret? Restaurant success isn't rocket science, it's people science. Donald Burns, the restaurant coach, has helped over 2,300 independent restaurants over the past 13 years make more money while working less in their business. His signature 3P framework and coaching systems are designed to get you results that work with your schedule. The action plan is easy to follow, and you get one-on-one -on -one support from the restaurant coach personally. If you ever felt deep down that your restaurant could be better, make more, and still give you your life back, then it's time to talk about restaurant coaching. Warning, restaurant coaching is not right for every restaurant. Side effects of restaurant coaching include increased profits, better staff, happier guests, stronger brand identity, reduced stress, improved relationships, and quality sleep. Talk to the restaurant coach to see if coaching is right for you. Loading in Welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It's the cure for the common restaurant. Expert interviews, tools, and tips to get you the restaurant you know it can be. Now, here is your host, Donald Burns, the Restaurant Coach. And welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It is the cure for the common restaurant. I mean, seriously, who wants to be average? Being average just sucks. There, I said it. Now, we have to deal with it. You know what doesn't suck? A independent restaurant with an incredible, amazing, incredible culture. Now, in my third book, titled Your Restaurant Culture Sucks, which is available on Amazon in paperback, Kindle, and hardcover editions. Shameless plug right there. It will also be available very soon on Audible as an audiobook narrated by the incredible Sean Pratt, who did an amazing job on my first two books. But I digress. Culture has gotten a lot of attention lately. And honestly, if you would have worked more to build an epic culture, you most likely would not have 80% of the problems your restaurant has right now. Yes, culture is that critical to restaurant success. Hashtag write this shit down. Culture is what separates the good from the great from the outstanding. My guest today knows firsthand how important building the right culture is. Rick and Michelle Arsenal are the owners of the Bluebird Cafe and Grill in Orangeville, Ontario. Rick had the opportunity to sit down with me and talk about the culture that he works on every day to build with his team, where he has this kind of mindset and philosophy where he puts people before profits. Let's jump into the interview. Hey, welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It is the cure for the common restaurant. I am so honored to be joined today from a neighbor from the Great White North, Rick Arsenal is here from the Bluebird Cafe and Grill. Rick, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to get you on here. Thank you, Donald. I'm, uh, you know, very honored to be part of this great podcast. I listen to it all the time, and you know, you have awesome guests. I'm very honored that uh, you chose me to be here with you today. Well, you know, I mean, I love. So, I started following you. Well, you started following me, and then of course, you know, I, I try to follow back people who follow me on Instagram. And I just tell you, your Instagram, your Bluebird Cafe Orangeville Instagram account, it is just amazing. And you. you you hit on all the stuff I really wish more restaurants would do. You really talk about and you really showcase. I mean, you do a lot of videos. You show a sense of humor. You showcase your staff. You show. I mean, it's just a really, really great, great kind of Instagram thing. And you've really done a great job of really taking culture to that next level. 
Thank you. And that, you know, and that means a lot to, to Michelle and I, and, you mm -hmm. know, having read your book and, you know, listened to your seminar when you put that on for the town of Orangeville, which was amazing, you know, the post pandemic, you know, oh, getting yeah. restaurants back, back at it. And, you know, it really, Michelle and I really focused the, our time on building our social media platform. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the pandemic threw a lot of different curveballs to, to restaurateurs and other businesses. And Michelle and I decided to take the time to, you know, think outside of the box and right. get creative on our social media. Um, the reason the videos kind of started, it was funny, was we, we miss connecting with people. Yeah, you know, yeah. when, when we were locked down, we didn't have anybody inside the restaurant, but Michelle and I and <laughs> one or two chefs. And, you know, we miss talking to our guests. We miss those interactions with people. And we thought outside of the box and say, hey, you know what? Let's connect this way. And it, it snowballed. It got bigger and bigger. Um, people started calling the restaurant. And they, if Michelle answered the phone, they'd say, oh, is this Mrs. TikTok? Or, you know, we're, we're recognized. Mrs. TikTok. That's yeah. <laughs> So, you know, we've become recognized. People know us just by our, our Instagram, by our TikTok. Yeah. And it's been amazing. It, it's built our sales. You know, the, a lot of times they say social media isn't all that it's cracked up to be. Well, I will tell you 100% it, it is. It is. All it is. When you do it right, when you have a good message and you're consistent with it, I think it really, I'm, I'm a huge believer. I always say best known beats best. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And keeping your brand top of mind. That's what marketing is all about. So how did you get into the restaurant business? Uh, I started back when I was 13 years old. Okay. Uh, blanching French fries at a, a, a local, <laughs> <laughs> local fast food chain, Harvey's, that's still here in, in yeah. Canada. It's been around forever. Um, I was a French fry boy and uh, just fell in love with the industry and kind of worked my way up from there. Got in some great uh, corporate chains. I was with the keg for about 10 years. Uh, I opened some restaurants from the ground up for Lone Star Group of Companies. Uh, I was a regional manager before I bought the Bluebird, but the Bluebird was kind of my my dream restaurant. Uh, Michelle and I ate there. That was the first restaurant we ate at in Orangeville when we moved here, and we fell in love with it. Oh, wow. And, you know, everybody kept asking me, you know, are you going to buy a franchise? What are you going to do? I knew I wanted the Bluebird. So, you know, we we jumped on it when we found out it was for sale. Very, very cool. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. And how long and it, have you run it now? Uh, it'll be four years in February. So February. February 2019, we bought it. And our one-year anniversary was a pandemic that shut down restaurants. <laughs> Who would have known? Yeah. You know, you're shocked. I'm always shocked. Like, how many restaurants decided that? We opened up yeah. in, like, January 2020. Oh, yeah. that was bad timing. Yeah. yeah. In but you Canada, know what? It, I had it worse. Oh my! I my heart went out to the people in Canada. You guys were like, I mean, talk about shut down and lockdown and yeah. like no escape. It but you know cool. what? We're we're very blessed and, and grateful. You know, mm -hmm. our community outside our community, we had people driving, you know, up to an hour just to come and get our takeout, which was phenomenal. Oh, you know, awesome. we're so blessed that you know we're, we're still here and we. Mm -hmm. you know, do what we can in our community to make sure that people recognize that. That's so cool. So, you know, one of the things that is kind of like top of the top of mind right now is, of course, like supply chain, inflation It's really starting to hit the restaurant industry. How's the supply chain and inflation up in Canada so far? You know, what? It, from what I understand, it's, it, it hasn't gotten as bad as what's happening down in the States. But oh, wow. you know what? 
for 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 me, I've got a great relationship with a couple mm -hmm. great suppliers, and uh, you know, my one main salesman, he works his butt off for me, and you know, I'm in constant communication with him. He's letting me know what's happening, what the trends mm -hmm. are happening. So, you know, he's working with his margins to make sure that we're getting the best deals we can. Yeah. Our produce suppliers, they're they're working hard behind the scenes for, for a lot of restaurants. That's cool. You mentioned the word. You said relationship. You know, I have a great relationship. I think so many restaurant owners kind of have this adversarial kind of, you know, it's us against them. And my, my vendors are kind of screw me. And, you know, we have this kind of, I don't like them. And, you know, and they're just trying to screw me over all the time. Yeah. What are some of the things that you find that really help build that relationship deeper? You know what? I, I think 100% is getting to know who you're working with, you know, and being honest, being trustworthy oh, yeah, yeah. with these people. You know, people want to do business with people they like, people they, lo they love. You know, we make sure that our delivery drivers, when they come in, they're greeted, you know, like a friendly guest. You know, yeah. so they go back to their company and say, hey, I, I love working with the Bluebird because, you know, they give me a bottle of water in the heat or, you know, they they treat us with respect. You know, my main sales guy, him and I chat all the time and he's, you know, he's told me, hey, you know, these my competitors are going around, they're, you know, they're giving $1,500 cash to jump in with a, mm -hmm. with a different company. It's like, you know, no, Jim, I'm with you. You know, you've been loyal to me. I'm loyal to you. You've saved me hey. so much money. You know, that $1,500 is nothing to what you've saved me over the last three years. So it's, it's just having that constant dialogue. That is so cool. Yeah. And just having that thing. And, and you mentioned that, you know, it's like people we know, like, and trust. That's who we like to do business with. I, I would say that's one of the things I just, I loved about your Instagram. It's like, I was like watching and singing, I can hang out with this guy. You know, I, <laughs> I can hang out, man. We'd have some fun, you know, yeah. have a good time. Well, next time you're up in Toronto, make sure you, you know, definitely. make that hour little drive north and definitely. come and see us. I definitely will. I definitely yeah. will. So, you know, being able to change and pivot is really paramount right now. What are some of the ways you've really shifted your business model? Um, I think the biggest thing was, you know, driving staff forward and, mm. and letting our staff do what they do best and mm. creating relationships with our guests. You know, oh, wow. we, we, Michelle and I always talk to our team about it. We talk to our guests about it. It's, you know, my job, Michelle's job is to be the ambassadors of that restaurant. And mm -hmm. we give a five-star experience to our team working for us because we want them to give a five-star experience to our guests coming in. Oh, um, so cool. you know, looking at pivoting different ways. We, you know, we changed our takeout model back when the pandemic, when we just had takeout and no dining room was mm -hmm. creating an environment where the guests came in to receive their takeout in a five-star experience way with, know making a connection not just oh here's your bag right. see you later gotta go it's you know let's sit down and talk to these guests bring their food out to their car and have a conversation with them you know the biggest thing that came out of the pandemic was a curbside pickup and it's still going crazy for us people love the convenience they pull in our back parking lot they get to see That's our cool. friendly staff and, and talk to the staff and they go off in their car so uh, is that something you started after during the pandemic that's something we started during the pandemic you're gonna keep it we, we haven't gotten away from it because everybody loves it so much. It's that yeah. extra convenience. It's that extra wow factor that we talk mm. about. You know, we, we write messages on every single takeout bag. And that all started during the oh, pandemic. Cool it was just, yeah, it was my son. My son was running orders to the car. Michelle was taking orders on the phone. We had two chefs in the kitchen and myself bagging. And because yeah. we saw the regulars that we knew in the dining room that were coming in for takeout, we just write them little love notes. 
and people started posting them on their social media and, and having fun with it. And then yeah. it came to the point, oh man, I can't stop on one person because they're going to get offended because they didn't get the message from Rick. Exactly. Or they didn't get the message from Michelle. Exactly. So now we've trained all of our takeout staff to every single pizza box, every single bag that leaves our restaurant has an inspirational message, has a funny little quote, has something there that means something to the guests. And we still get so many people talking about it in the community. It's amazing. That is so cool. That is so, so cool. So leadership is one of the things I talk about a lot. In my books, I talk about leadership, all my books. Um, What do you think is kind of critical to be a leader? What do you think a leader needs? To me, it's the passion to lead people and the passion to, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're there for your people and you're there, you know, you got to be honest. You got to, you know, when you screw up, tell them you screwed up. Don't be scared. Don't, you know, you can't stand behind people and say, oh, I'm not doing this anymore because of this or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's being passionate and being true to who you're serving. You know, I, I learned a long time ago, some of my great, you know, people that I follow, Simon Sinek and, and Robin yeah. Sharma. You know, my favorite book is Leader Without a Title and our entire restaurant. Oh, I love that book. Yeah. And our, and our entire restaurant is based on the leadership without a title. Mm-hmm. We don't have a head chef at our restaurant. You know, our, our kitchen team is run as a brigade and everybody works together. There's mm-hmm. no hierarchy in our restaurant whatsoever. The, the one thing I have to say I'm impressed about your Instagram page is that just the amount of pictures of people and having fun and it just, you know, and again, and you mentioned this before we got, before we hit the record button, you said something about, you know, you said people over profits. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. And, and that's something that, you know, some of my great mentors taught me growing up through this industry is, you know, you got to take care of, well, there's a great picture. I love that one. <laughs> But it, it's taking care of your people and, you know, and showing your weakness and uh-huh. making sure that if your people aren't happy working with you, you know, they're not going to want to produce for you. They're not going to want to get yeah. you your profits. But if you build that culture, you build that love of working mm-hmm. as a team, people respect mm-hmm. that. You know, and something yeah. I always tell people, people don't work for Rick. They work with Rick. You know, they don't work for the Bluebird. They work with the Bluebird. That's awesome. always, you know, my biggest thing when I have my one-on-one coaching with my team is, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want you to come into work if you don't want to be here. That's don't fair. work for me. If you don't feel like you're going to bring value, I want you to do it because you want to be part of our team. I, I love how your Instagram too, is not only you talk about, you know, you, you're showcasing the fun, you're showcasing food. Of course you always hit the team. You're having a great time, but I think it's, it's great. It's funny how, like you would talk about just like everyday stuff, like, you know, drinking games for those who work with their spouses. <laughs> you know, it's like if you've never worked with your spouse. I mean, I saw this. I was like, oh yeah, I understand, I understand this completely. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it right. No, I'm not doing it right. Okay, fine. Yeah. And, and for Michelle and I, it's you know we have that balance at, at our home life and our work life. And it's funny That's we awesome. barely see each other at the restaurant because we're both doing whatever that needs to be done, and we're both leading the team. But, you know, when we're at home, we try not to talk about the restaurant if we if we don't have to. When we're at home, we're, we're Rick and Michelle as a couple and we take care of our children and we have fun. And, you know, in a lot of these videos, we were worried as business owners, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? But then we step back. It's like, well, that's who we really are. We're we really are. goofy yeah, people. Yeah. That's being authentic. I think, you know, I think more people need to be authentic in their marketing and, and be more storytelling and just 
just you know throw just throw it to the wind saying man this is who we are this you know we're yeah. we're goofy we're yeah. funny you know that's who we are man we're just we, we you know yeah, and it was that, funny, uh, you joke, know. Dance like dance like uh, no one's watching, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you it. know, our, our most viral video that we've we've gone on TikTok and Instagram is is me sitting in the pouring rain last summer before dining rooms reopened. You know, that's probably had close to a million views just between all the different marketing. <laughs> See, this is funny stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems like you guys have a great time. Yeah, and it's you know when you're when you're hiring, what are you looking for when you're hiring? To us, I mean, it's all you just about need to have a, a really good team. Yeah, it, it's all about a, a winning mindset. You know, I'm not one to pick up a resume when somebody brings in their resume. To be honest, I don't even look at them. Let's have a conversation. Oh, I, I want to know. I want to know you as a person. I want to know, you know, what are your what makes you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot so of the team true. that we have, they ever worked in a restaurant before and we've taken the opportunity to you know let them be who they are and create what they create yeah do your staff incentives you do bonuses you do yeah. all kinds of great stuff yeah we team. actually just you know after the pandemic something we were looking at was medical benefits for our staff and oh really cool yeah so we actually just brought medical benefits in for you know dental medical for all of our full-time staff after six months of being with us mm-hmm Good stuff, funny stuff, good good stuff, yeah. So self-care. I'm a huge believer in self-care. What, what do you do for self-care? What do you do to make sure that you're at your A-game? Because, you know, I think you believe, like me, culture flows down. It doesn't for flow sure. up. So how do you take care of How do you make sure you're at your A-game all the time? A lot of, a lot of time spent in my hot tub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I, do, I do a lot. Everyone needs a hot tub. tub. Rick says, everyone get a hot tub. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I'm part of a, you know, we used to be called the 5am crew and we used to go work out together. We were together for about five years, you know, all different aspects of life and all different age range. We, we became so close. Unfortunately, during the pandemic, when gym shut down, we kind of all went our separate ways. So now, you know, I, I work out and do some nice walks and the, you know, we got a lot of great trails and just do hiking and spending time with my family. That's, you know, for us, that's that's what's important is. Anything you do for mindset? Do you meditate? Uh, I read, you know, just I, know I, I listen yeah, to a ton of podcasts and yep, audiobooks. You know, that's probably the, the biggest thing that I, I miss not commuting to restaurants anymore because now I'm four minutes from the restaurant. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was sitting my, you know, when I was an area manager in the car for two, three hours, all I'd listen oh, yeah. to is podcasts and, and audiobooks. What's your favorite podcast? Uh, a lot of stuff by Simon Sinek. I, Jeremy Scott Fist, Jeremy Scott Fitness. He he does oh, yeah. some great stuff, and you know yours. I always listen to, obviously. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Robin Sharma. I'm a huge fan of Robin Sharma. I love Robin Sharma too. Yeah, I yeah. love Robin Sharma. He's a he's great. He's awesome. Yeah. Brendan Burchard. I like Brendan Burchard a lot. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan, of course. Yeah, yeah. Brene yeah. Brown. Brene Brown. Uh, awesome. She's she's wicked. Yeah. If you had a, if you had to recommend an audio book, one that kind of changed your whole kind of like ideas about leadership what would it be uh simon sinek uh leaders eat last okay is is probably one of my favorite ones and uh robin sharma's the 5 a.m club yeah what's the best meal you've ever had in your life uh probably i would have to say anything at the bluebird 
Nice. <laughs> you know what? That that's why we bought this restaurant. That you know, yeah. Michelle and I ate there weekly before we bought the restaurant. That was our our go to place, our favorite place. But you know, besides the Bluebird, I would have to say Gotham in Vancouver, Canada. Um, what was about it? Just the the atmosphere. We got to sit outside on their the patio mm-hmm. in front of a fireplace and had an amazing steak. The atmosphere was great. You know, to, to us, it's all about an atmosphere. Michelle and I mm-hmm. love dining out and. You know, it. You know, everybody says, "Are you picky because you own a restaurant when you go out for for dinner?" Oh. It's, to me, it's not about being picky, but you know, I know what I love to see, and I love seeing yeah. it. And I have you certain know. expectations. Yeah, especially if they have a good. I mean, if they got a lot of PR and they've got awards and they've got, you know, my my expectations rise for sure. For sure, exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and making that connection with that server to me, that's what's important. Is mm-hmm. you know, if you you have a server that's just there, you you can tell. What would you say is, do you say, would you say a good meal or a good food can save bad service? Or do you think bad service can save? I think it's a, it's a balance act of both personally, you know, and I always talk to our team about it. It it doesn't matter. You know, for us, it's, we're going to make a mistake. We're not perfect, but -hmm. it's how we recover that guest leaving that restaurant, you know, Exactly. No matter what happens at the restaurant, we can save it. And Mm -hmm. Michelle and I will talk to our guests. And, you know, if I have to buy somebody dinner, then I buy them dinner. But as long as they walk out our front door saying, hey, you know what? It wasn't perfect, but wow, they sure knew how to fix it. That's what's important to us. Very cool. In looking at restaurants and looking at profitability, what do you think is like one of the biggest challenges restaurants have with hitting profitability? I know in the United States, the average profit in the United States is only five, six percent. Yeah. And it's, it's about that the same here too. Oh, is and, it there? Yeah. And you know, and to me, it's about getting people in your door. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're very blessed that our, our restaurant is full lunch service, dinner service. You know, our, our time that we're trying to work on right now is that between three and five o'clock is how did we get some more people in there? Is If your restaurant's always full, your profit profitability is going to come and it, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, and controlling your cogs, controlling your labor mm-hmm. and, you know, the big thing we do in our kitchen is cross training. Everybody can do everything in our oh, kitchen. Oh, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I guess our biggest success story in our kitchen is we have a, a young man who's 16 years old. We hired him as a dishwasher. And this mm-hmm. kid just worked his butt off and wanted to learn more. We had him doing salads and desserts, moved up. Now he's running the line with all the chefs. And oh, wow. the kid's 16 years old. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, last year when he was doing school online, he, he was there five nights a week and you know Michelle and I built a relationship with his parents every day. We know we talked to him. Are you okay with school? He's like, yep. We saw his parents were like, he's still getting honors at school and he's working full time. So that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So cool. So, you know, a lot of times restaurants, we have this kind of thing about labor, you know, and there's always say there's a, there's a labor shortage. I, I personally don't think there's a labor shortage. What do you really think the real problem is? You know what? A lot of times I think it's that operators aren't taking the time to, you know, I hear it still to this day is, you know, oh, they came in at noon. and Are they, are they silly? They don't know that restaurants are busy at noon. Well, take yeah. the time and talk to them. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. A, a kid who doesn't know a restaurant, well, no. yeah, is he applying. doesn't, he doesn't know you're busy at that time, yeah. but it's, it's taking the time to sit down with people, you know, and Michelle and I count our blessings that we're fully staffed right now. And we have guests that comment about that. They're like, you know, I go, I went out to dinner at another restaurant and they had nobody. How do you do it? We're like, well, 
we're, we're building a culture. We're building, you know, we have the cream of the crop in this community working for us because yeah. we've created an environment where people want to work with us. We have a lot of fun doing it. There you go. I think that's critical is that, you know, and it goes back to what you said earlier about people before profits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, a lot of operators, not only in the restaurant industry and in, in a lot of other industries don't realize that if, you, if you're not taking care of people and, and not creating environment, they're not going to want to stay with you longevity. They won't. No, they definitely won't. So what's your favorite thing on the Bluebird menu? Hands down, the lasagna is probably my, my go-to all the time. Really? Do you yeah. order it like every day or what? There's been there's been rumors that I've eaten it five days in a row. <laughs> but our, you know, there and it's funny. A lot of people always ask us, you know, what do you recommend on your menu? And unfortunately, there there's not one thing I can recommend because everybody has their favorites. Everybody has their favorites. Yeah, and you know, yeah. when we opened back from the pandemic, um, we we shut down for three weeks and we reopened our takeout. We brought back half the menu and. Everybody's calling, well, where's this dish? Where's this dish? So we flipped it the next week or a yeah. couple of weeks later, and then everybody's mad. So after that, we're like, you know what? Let's just bring the whole darn menu back. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. You know, there, there's so many great choices on our menu, and it's, mm -hmm. you know, the guys put so much passion. The girls put so much passion into creating these dishes. How many services do you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Just No, we just do lunch and dinner. Just lunch and dinner? Yeah. How many, how many days a week? Five. We're closed okay. Sundays and Mondays. Give everybody a nice uh, couple. Everybody deserves that weekend. So I'm a huge believer in the five day work week. Yeah. For restaurants. I am a huge believer. I think you can make just as much money in five days if you market correctly than you would being open seven days. And also, I love it because now I just got to run 118. Yeah. Yeah. One solid team. Everyone knows you work five days and then you get two days off. Everybody gets two days off in a row. Yeah. And, and you know what? Our staff appreciate it. You know, they, oh, you know, the, the guys aren't booking off a Saturday night. No, the odd time they do, but you know, it's because yeah, they have whatever, well, but yeah. you know, we know everybody knows when they're off and it's, it's great. And yeah, yeah our so profitability cool. is, is there. And you know what? Our sales are, are phenomenal for five days a week. Yeah. That's so cool. So cool. So cool. So if you came with a warning label, what would it say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably that look out rick rick is just fun and wild and crazy just wa watch my tiktoks <laughs> yeah your tiktoks are amazing <laughs> yeah 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 your tiktoks are hilarious yeah, no to me to me you know life life is too short to to worry about the, the big things it's just have fun and, and be yourself and enjoy life every day because you know your life can change in a minute in a second so you gotta live it i know that personally yeah. Died twice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, life can change very, very quickly. Yeah. So culture, culture. And we talk a lot about the people part. What else do you think is important to creating the culture like you have? You know, I, I think it comes down to like, you know, the, the work environment and mm -hmm. you know the workload and how you how we stretch it out. You know, in, in our kitchen, for example, as I said, we don't have a, a head chef, we don't have a head of the brigade. Everybody has their own accountabilities yeah. and they hold each other accountable and they enjoy that. And they, you know, they look at the culture and realize, Hey, you know what? I'm going to help so-and-so today because, you know, he helped me yesterday. She helped me yesterday. And it's just the, the environment. And, and we talk a lot about that. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we broke down a lot of walls when we first opened that restaurant to make sure that there wasn't a divide between the front of house and the back of house. And oh, I hate that. You know, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> 
Is it there? Yeah, it's always going to be there, but there's always a little tension. But exactly. you can you can minimize it a lot more than a lot of places do. Yeah, and you know yeah. we you know our, we encourage our team. You know this, this past weekend after service on Saturday night, they all went out to one of our local bars and hung out together as a team, and it, it was oh, great to see. So if you had to pick a couple core values, what you say some core values that you're you guys kind of live by? Hundred percent is every guest that comes into our restaurant leaves with a five star experience, and that includes our staff. Our staff oh. are our guests. Right? Yeah, so, everyone, everyone forgets that there's internal and external guests. Yeah, and yeah, we absolutely. focus so much on the external guests, we forget to market and appreciate the internal guests. Yeah, and that's like I said earlier, that's you know my my job and Michelle's job as, as the ambassadors of this restaurant is to to create a five star experience for our team. And, you know, we, we try to live that every day. Are we perfect at it? No, because nobody's perfect. But, you know, we do our darndest to, to create a great team for our, for our staff to work under. What's, what's Michelle's favorite item on the menu? Uh, the Penny Palermo or the Napoli pizza. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, we, Michelle and I actually joked about that. So for 10 <laughs> years straight before us buying the restaurant, that's the only thing she ate was the Penny Palermo. That's and, it? Uh, that was it. That's the only thing she would eat. And once we bought the restaurant, we she had to expand her horizon. But now they all joke around. As soon as Joe puts a, a Napoli pizza in the pizza oven, Michelle's around the corner because she can smell that thing cooking a mile away. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. How about your kids? What are your kids like? Uh, my son, he loves the Amola pizza, which has uh, blue cheese and potatoes on it. Uh, my youngest daughter, she, uh, she loves our Greek salad or our Caesar salad. Ah. Uh. Yeah, yeah. What 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 do you think about the Caesar salad? What do you think makes your Caesar salad unique? Because everyone has a Caesar salad. It, it's just we make it nice and creamy. We're we're a hundred percent scratch kitchen. Every every single dish is made to order in our restaurant. So, you know, nothing's externally made. We from the raw ingredients right through to the cooked ingredient is made, and yeah, we make our Caesar salad so nice and creamy. Lots of garlic. I don't eat it because it's a little too garlicky for me. So, you know, a lot of people don't understand. Uh, in Canada, there's a thing called the Caesar, which is a drink. It is the best drink in the world. Yeah, it's like, it's what we call a Bloody Mary down yeah. here. They call it yeah. Caesar. But a lot of times they get confused. It's like, you know, it's, I, was at, uh, I was at my girlfriend, her, her sister, she's a twin sister who married a guy. He's from Canada. And he was making Caesars and, he had, and we had this party. And he asked one of the guests, he goes, would you like a Caesar? And she's like, and she's like, gives him this look like, Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll take that salad. <laughs> <laughs> like, not that kind of Caesar. <laughs> Different Caesar. Yeah, no, yeah. bloody Caesars are good. I, you know, I do, I do have to say, I indulge in those quite a bit. Do you know the Caesar salad was actually invented in Mexico? I did not. Yeah. I did not. Tijuana, Mexico, nineteen twenty-four. Wow. The guy who opened, the guy who owned the restaurant was Caesar Cardini, had an Italian restaurant in Tijuana. Some businessmen came over over across the border. All he had was like some romaine, some parmesan, and some eggs, and he and some lemon juice, and he made a salad table side for him, and he called it the Caesar salad. Now that's an interesting fact. I'll have to share that with my team. A lot of people think it's from Italy. Nope, it's from Tijuana, <laughs> Mexico. It's an import from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> So what's like the biggest thing your restaurant's doing right now to set yourself up for 2023? Uh, we actually just uh, hired a videographer oh, uh, to, to keep moving forward on, on our social media platforms. You know, it's funny, Michelle and I sit back and we look at other restaurants in, in our market that 
kind of mimic our social media. So we decided uh, we were going to hire a videographer to kind of elevate, you know, the, the video content that we're doing, the photography mm. that we're doing. Mm. Um, and then we're looking at just continue moving forward with different uh, community events that we loved getting a part of. You know, we just finished doing a, a thing for one of the local hospices. Uh, we just oh, donated nine hundred dollars. We did a uh, dollar from every pizza sold for the month of September. Oh, that's so awesome! Yeah, so we we love giving back to our community. So we, you know, we yeah. don't have one charity that we just specifically mm -hmm. do with. We try to go around. We do a lot of different things in our community. And, and as far as like videography, do you have a YouTube channel? We do. Do you really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we just started putting some of our you know professional type videos on yeah. there. Have you started doing shorts yet? No. Oh, YouTube shorts are the hot new thing. You got to do YouTube shorts. I have to. So I think, have to look yeah, think of, think of stuff you use for TikTok and Instagram Reels. Okay. It's basically 90 second little videos. They're the full length screen, like on yeah. the phone. That's a short. And the beautiful thing about YouTube shorts right now is that YouTube's really putting like a full court press behind it because they want to promote it. So you'll get a lot of organic reach that way. I will definitely look into this yeah. one. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about stress. Everyone knows restaurant owners get stressed. And I saw you with that bottle of tequila. <laughs> but besides tequila, how do you deal with stress? I, I think like we talked about earlier is that, you know, that self-care and uh, self-care, you know, hot tub. Yeah. yeah, the hot tub, you know, spending time with my family when we're not at the restaurant is just decompressing. And, you know, when, when I am at the restaurant, when things get stressed out is just, you know, stand back and, and reevaluate what's really happening right now, you know, yeah, is me getting stressed going to cause more stress for everybody else? Yep, it's going yes, to. Yes, yes, it does. It definitely does. <laughs> you know, going they take go your in the leave fridge. from you. Yeah, yeah, they take your leave from you. Like if no. you're wigged out, they're wigged out too. They don't yeah. know why. You know the old saying: go on the walk in and cool off. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, you are in Canada. Have you ever joined the polar bear club? No, I have not. I no, have not you haven't jumped in, in the ice in the lakes up there. I I have not done that one yet. I, you know, so here's my if I come up to canada and it's cold we gotta take a we gotta do a cold plunge i i would do it with you my friend all right all right game on yes and if you come here to scottsdale we'll do a hot plunge <laughs> 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 speaking of which hey man are you coming to my restaurant success summit it's next week i would love to i i just can't get down there next week we uh Damn. Busy, busy week theater just opened next door for us so. that's true you guys are getting yeah. busy it's yeah we got a season. we got a beautiful yeah. theater across the street from us which keeps us open but if anybody has to, uh wants to i still got a few tickets left restaurant success summit is october 24 25 26 here in scottsdale arizona you can go to restaurantsuccesssummit.com and grab the ticket i think there's i think this morning there was four tickets left that's it. I cap it at 50 people just because I want to keep it kind of intimate so everyone gets some nice. one on one time with the with the with the speakers and stuff like that. Beautiful. So let me ask you, when you were a little kid, what'd you want to be when you grew up? Hands down a farmer. Did you really? I did. I did. What kind of farmer? A, a cattle farmer. A milk a cattle farmer. Yeah. A milk milk farmer. My uh my mom's family grew up on farms. So when I was a youngster, oh, wow. I, before I started working at Harvey's, I, I was on a farm every summer and I actually my plan was to go to the agricultural college in New Liskert, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I started working at Harvey's and restaurants took over from there. My grandfather had a little farm when I was a kid and I used to get drafted to go work, <laughs> you know, uh, detasseling corn, baling hay. Oh, 
Yeah, I did was it all. happy did to get, all. get recruited by my father into their into the <laughs> restaurant business. I was like, this sounds a lot better. Yeah, I don't know if that was like going from the fryer pan into the fryer or, or, or <laughs> something. Know, maybe, I don't know, something like that. Something, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> right, what What's one quote that you live by? Uh, Every storm runs out of rain. It's tattooed mm-hmm. right here on my arm. Is it really? It is. Awesome. Yeah. You know, it, you it, it's such a true tattoo? thing because no matter what happens in your life, you know, the dark days are going to end and things yeah. are going to come out. You know, it's not going to stay bad all the time. Is that your favorite tattoo? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. The other one for my dad, I got, uh, got oh, a few. Really? Yeah. I always thought about, I wanted to get, I haven't done it yet, but I always wanted to get the symbol of Tao on my shoulder blade, just to sh- remind myself to follow the path, the way. So, yeah. Yeah. I have a special ops tattoo. That's the only one I got. Though. <laughs> yeah. And if people want to contact you, they can find you at www.bluebirdcafeandgrill.ca. Yeah, we're right? on our uh, on our TikTok, yeah. our Instagram. TikTok. Is your TikTok the same as the? It's at Bluebird Orangeville, Bluebird Cafe and Grill. On TikTok. On TikTok, yeah. Very cool. And then they can always just find you by your last name, and they can find your Instagram too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rick, I want to say thanks for sh- jumping on today. It was a real honor to get to talk to you. And and because I knew you've been doing some really cool stuff with your culture. And I just want to kind of dig down and realize that it is people over profit. And if you focus on that internal guest, I think that takes care of your external guest. 100%. And uh, thank you so much for your time today, Donald. It's, awesome it's so been much. a pleasure. Perfect, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Coach Podcast with Donald Burns. Tune in next time as we serve up more ways to maximize your potential. Visit our website at www.therestaurantcoach.com or download episodes at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify.